Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the body of the spirit that you put in the heart of Pastor Jeff and his brothers and that you are interpreting for the community of the word of righteousness all over the body of Christ, all over the world, the heavenly man. Thank you for how you pressed it out earlier today through Pastor Jeff and your servant, your apostle, our daddy, Reverend Kyle de Oyegoke, as I bring forth this short exhortation in preparation for your servant, I ask that you would help me to beat alongside the wind of your spirit to make it uh, the ground ready for you to bring forth your counsel through your servant tonight in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 10, where that it began from uh, earlier today. I want to thank Pastor Jeff for the uh, exhortation earlier today. Most profound, profound, very, very profound. Luke chapter 10, I read verse 17. Verse 17, Luke chapter 10. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread, upon, tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in this, Rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Let's say amen. Now, Daddy was speaking earlier on, you know, uh, these folks, you know, disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ, he sent them out two by two. They cast out devils and they came back rejoicing. And Jesus recognized the fact that they cast out devils. He, didn't, he wasn't trying to kill their faith, but he was helping them to see something greater, as it were. You understand? You know, uh, the demons go out in your name. You understand? And if that went ahead in verse you know, 19, that he's giving them power over, you know, you know, serpents, scorpion, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you, is a level, you know, that... They can use his name to trample on serpents and scorpions and power in those terrains. Because in verse 20, he said, notwithstanding in this, rejoice not. Meaning, you understand, not in that kind of power. Not in that kind of power. He isn't saying that they shouldn't be happy when his name answers for them. But he's trying to say that's not the real reason they should rejoice. You understand that there is a, a, a bigger reason to rejoice as people who want to be like him. As people who should please God the way he, he, he is pleasing God. As people who should come into bigger purposes of God for their life. So he said they shouldn't rejoice in the fact that they could cast out devils. But they should rejoice that their name is written now one can easily jump to the conclusion that their name is already written you understand but he's actually telling them what to rejoice in 
it doesn't by any you know it doesn't mean that their name had been written you understand because you know in that verse 18 you understand he said and he said unto them i beheld satan as lightning fall from heaven now daddy also read uh revelations chapter a portion of revelations chapter 12 i'd like us to go there revelations chapter 12 you know where you know the devil you know was cast down revelations chapter 12 i read from verse 10 let me read from verse 9 and the great dark dragon was cast out that old serpent called the devil and satan which deceived the whole world he was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him and i heard a loud voice saying in heaven now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our god and the power of his christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before our god day and night verse 12 just to skip you know verse 12 say therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them now in in the previous place where we read jesus was telling them don't rejoice that you can deal with you know demonic power put plainly you understand or you know powers that are earthly in their operation he said don't rejoice in that he said rather rejoice in the fact that your name is written in heaven that's why you should rejoice then here you know in revelations they showed you know the man child company or the man child you know was caught up to god and you understand they said there was rejoicing in heaven they told those who are in heaven that they should rejoice you understand you know because why you understand you know the devil fell so it's in contest verse 17 18 19 20 is a complete statement because in verse 18 jesus was talking about him seeing the devil fall as lightning for heaven because if you check verse 18 it just seemed to be a misfit in that arrangement you know because in, it, they went out they came back demons were you know coming out in your name and he told them don't rejoice in this you understand you know then he puts the fact that he saw satan fall as lightning then he told them what to rejoice in and he said the whole number so you wonder verse 18 seemed not to have a place that you can add it up in so it takes looking at other portions of the scripture to know that when he said i see satan fall as lightning he is trying to tell them two different operations for rejoicing now it's not because of them that satan fell as lightning satan fell as lightning from heaven because of him so he could boldly tell them you know two verses later you understand that don't rejoice in the fact that demons can come out in my name because i've given you power you can tread on them and they will in no manner hurt you he said but rejoice that your name is written in heaven let's say amen, amen. now someone you know can intelligently argue that that particular statement you know is directed you understand to in peter was, the lord was talking to people 
who were not born again. But this principle is a principle that spans from the Old Testament right into the New. The people Jesus was talking to, they were dead in their spirit. But they had capacity, even under that testament, to limit the prosperity of Satan over them. They were dead in their spirits, but their names could also be written in heaven. Let's say amen. Now, if you remember earlier on, when daddy was preaching, he talked about Psalm 103, the different levels of heavens. Psalm 103, verse 19, the Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens, his kingdom ruled over all. Verse 20, cherubims, bless the Lord. Yea, his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, acting to the voice of his word. The next verse, seraphim, bless the Lord, ye, you know, his hosts, ye ministers of peace that do his pleasure. You know, verse 22, bless the Lord, all ye, his works in all places of his dominion. Those are three heavens in descending order. Then he went ahead and said, bless the Lord, O my soul. And that he said, Adam has his own heaven, which is the heaven of the earth, which when God created him in the beginning, he ruled from that heaven. Let's say amen. That Satan, having been cast out from heaven, is presently actually ruling from that heaven. Let's say amen. Now, before Adam fell by obeying the devil through the serpent and disobeying God, he actually reigned over the earth. Because it's an heaven that he made reference to Satan saying that it has been delivered unto him. So there is an heaven of Adam that Adam reigned from. Before he fell. Let's say amen. Amen. So before Adam fell. He had a place. That he reigned. On earth from. When sin. Had not come in. When death had not come in. Even when Adam and his wife. Disobeyed God. And ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And their spirits died. Satan could not. Take that place. Because to take heaven is tied to soul possession. Everyone say soul possession. The reason why we as believers are not reigning in that heaven, even though our spirits are born again, is because our soul is earthly. Our soul is carnal. Our soul is still, you understand, worldly. So there is no way we can reign from that heaven. So even though Adam had fallen, his soul was reigning in genesis chapter 4 chapter 5 you know i like chapter 5 let me read chapter 5 genesis chapter 5 you know i think the first two or three verses genesis chapter 5 he said this is the book of the generation of adam in the day that god created man in the likeness of god made he him verse 2 male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name adam in the day when they were created and adam lived an hundred and thirty years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name set now if you read the last two verses of chapter 4 he said it is eve that gave birth to set eve begat set can i read it he said um 
that's 25. And Adam knew his wife again, and she bare his son and called his name Seth. But in chapter 5, verse 3, he said Adam was the one who begat Seth. So Seth was biologically born by Eve, but Adam used something to begat Seth. He used image to begat Seth. But what I want to draw out from it is they, all of them in that chapter 5, they were written in a book. Meaning they were all heavenly after a earthly manner. They all kept the heavens of the earth because of the work of God in their soul. In chapter 4, you understand, you know, uh, concerning Cain, you know, the Lord came and was telling Cain when Cain was wrought that, you know, his uh, sacrifices was not accepted. You know, and his person was not accepted. The Lord said something to him. He said, sin lieth at thy door. What he meant by sin is Satan. And what lies on the floor is a serpent. At that point, Satan didn't have the advantage. That is said in the garden, Satan is a serpent. In the book of Revelation, he had become a dragon. And he ascended because of the souls of men. Souls of men became allegiant to him. Souls of men ate into the things that he had, he has, he was. So he gained ascendancy over the souls of men. Because you wonder from which point was he now, how did he become one who is now dragon? Then who now is in the heavens of the earth? Because in Genesis 3, he was a serpent or possessed a serpent. He was a, you know, he had a crawling ability as it were. When God limited the serpent, God limited him. And as at the time of Cain, he was still lying down as it were. He didn't have the power of advantage to lord it in the air. So because why? Adam and his generation, they, they registered their presence by image in their soul, in the heavens of the earth. So we are born again now, fast forward to the New Testament. We have the name of Jesus. You can actually put us in the context of Luke chapter 10. We have the name of Jesus. With the name of Jesus, we can, we've been binding Satan, uh, you know, casting out demons, treading upon serpents and scorpions. But our name, as it were, hasn't been written in the book. In the book. Our name has not been written in heaven. That's what it means. He said, but rejoice that your name is written in heaven. Now, what would it mean by name being written in heaven? I checked that word written in the book of Luke. It means grapho, grapho, like graphics. When he said your name is written, it means your name is inscribed, engraved. Your name is, you know, 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 imprinted in heaven. Definitely, it's not like talk by you see talk by in heaven. No, it means heavenly conversation as a result of heavenly things has been put in such a person, and the person used it. Then you say the person's name is written in heavens. So in Old Testament times, from Old Testament times, in that Genesis chapter 5. So Seth was a kind of heavenly man. A high heavenly man of the earth. Adam was a high heavenly man of the earth. In their times, Satan did not lord it over the earth as it were. He was there, but that power of advantage, he didn't have it. 
He did, but he was around Cain. He wanted Cain, and he entered Cain. And through that genial, through that line, he kept, you know, expanding his kingdom and wanted to make sure he limited the flow of those who were in the generation of Adam, or they were written in some type of uh, earthly heaven or living soul heaven. Let's say Amen. So from Old Testament time, what God always strived to do is to make sure heavenly men of the earth were on earth. Or men who would not allow Satan reign. He said, for sin reigned from Adam to Moses. For he to reign, he must have mass. He reigned. But Moses came, Moses was a type of a heavenly man that limited him. That limited him because of image. Because Moses saw something heavenly that he brought down upon the earth. So a person can be dead in their spirit. But by reason of image or by reason of life in the soul. Satan in Old Testament time was limited. A little here. He didn't have all that prosperity as he would have wanted. Even though people were dead in their spirits. Now fast forward to the New Testament. We are now born again. Let's say amen. amen. We are born again. We have the life of God in our spirit. We have right and authority to use the name of Jesus over demons. We can tread over serpents and over all the earthly, you know, machinations of fallen spirits, demons that are earthly in their operation. But our name is not yet written. Now that might sound somehow to people who preach new creation realities, but it's true. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. So when we are born again, we, our names were not automatically written in heaven. Our names were not, I'm not talking book of life. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm talking about in heaven. Hebrews chapter 12. You have come unto Mount Zion, verse 20. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. He said, Yeah, come unto Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. To the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven. Now, it's not everyone that is written in heaven. That might sound like a shock in some quarters, but it's true. Some people are written on earth. Now, it is what is written in us, gospel-wise, as believers... And we do and obey. That determines where we are written. So if what is written in me, for example, is milk. Because milk is some kind of word. Let's say amen. amen. Is some kind of word. Of, 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 of God. Some kind of word. Now if I take milk and I use milk very well. That first thing that Jesus said, you know, in that Luke chapter 10, you understand, you know, verse 17, I give you power over serpent, scorpion, and over all the powers of the devil, and they shall by no means do you harm. That would be fulfilled in my life just by using milk. 
As a matter of fact, in Mark 16, I think verse 15 or 16, he said, This sign shall follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. Meaning, they are, and then they will speak with tongues. They should cast out devils before they speak with tongues. Even without having even learned any word. Just by being born again. So really, by being born again, I can cast out devils. But much more, if I am taught the milk, I will, you know, with wisdom, with knowledge, with understanding, I will exact the authority of the name of Jesus over serpents and scorpions and every other manipulation of demons. But by doing that very well, I will rejoice. How many of you have cast out devils before? Let me see your hand. If you cast out devils, you understand? There is nobody that cast out devils that is not excited. It's a thing of joy. As a matter of fact, you can be so joyful, you sleep and you'll be, you'll be joyful. Because it's beautiful to see that, you know, ugly demon come out of people. You understand? You feel special. And you feel unique. You feel Jesus, as it were. You understand? Now, that's beautiful. But the Lord was saying, don't stay there. Don't what? Don't stay there. It's not, it's his name they used. Supposing it's somebody else's name, you'll be bothered that maybe he's, he's angry with the person. That's why he's saying they shouldn't rejoice. It is him that gave them the name. It is him that said they should go and use his name. And coming back with his name, having produced, he began to tell them, that do not rejoice that you know devils are subject unto you in my name. I paraphrase. He said, but rather rejoice because your names are grapho or engraved, written, registered in the heavens. And I said, but like Daddy said earlier on, it's our soul. It is with soul we are earthly. It is with soul we can be heavenly. It is soul. So a, a, a carnal believer is carnal because of his soul. A spiritual believer is spiritual because of his soul. Now, to some things that daddy has taught us, you know, a spiritual believer, daddy has taught us. After the milk, there are two levels of teaching that the believer needs to learn. There is the teaching of Christ and the teaching of the Son of God. Let's say amen. I didn't hear everybody say amen. amen. Or there is the doctrine of Christ and the doctrine of everlasting life. Now, in those two teachings, that qualified them according to Jesus, teaching from the Gospel of John, chapter 3. There is Christ is an heavenly teaching. Let's say amen. But compare, comparing Christ with everlasting life, Christ is a head to everlasting life. Let's say amen. amen. So, after using milk, and my name is not written anywhere, as it were, you understand? Because when you use milk, your name, sorry to say, is not written anywhere. You understand? You get blessed, you rejoice, you know, but really your name isn't really written anywhere. In that same place in Luke chapter 10, can we go back to that Luke chapter 10, you know, briefly? You know, I think was it Pastor Pax was reading while he was leading prayers. Still that Luke chapter 10 where the Lord was praying. Luke chapter 10, let me see. 
verse 21. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth. So he was thanking, you know, the Father, who is the Lord of heaven and earth. There might be many things there, but just allow me to just use this one for inference to explain what I want to explain. Now, you, it cannot become Lord to us of heaven, except he first of all become Lord to us of earth. Because we are journeying upwards. And in our journey upwards, we first of all use milk, which is earthly in its operation. We can tread on serpents, scorpions, you know, every other thing that are like that on earth. Then they begin to teach us Christ. Now, comparatively, Christ is earth. Everlasting life is heaven. Put another way, Christ is Alpha Court, holy place. Everlasting life is most holy place. Now, the three of them are heavens. But as per division, the way the Lord taught it in the Gospel of John, you understand, we must arrive at Christ first before we arrive at the Father. So arriving at Christ means things of life and peace will be taught us. Of course, beginning with the precepts of life. Let's say amen. Precept, everybody say precepts. Or teachings. I love the way daddy defined it in the U.S. You know, last week. You understand? Precepts are well-arranged knowledge. Well-aligned knowledge of Christ, for example. That are given to a soul. You understand? To know the modus operandus of that teaching. Then when precept is given, when precept is given, I am not written where that precept is hewn out from. The fact that precept has been given me doesn't mean I am written. By learning, I am aware of where I should be written, but I, am not re- I have not yet been written. For me to be written, my leg must go up. Everybody say my leg. It is with our leg we write. The Lord writes with his hand, with his tongue, but we make our presence felt and known even by how we walk. We walk heavenly walk as a result of things that have been given us. So a person who's had the teaching of Christ and generates the walk that is demanded by the spirit as a result of that teaching can be said that the person is written in heaven or the person is embossed in heaven now uh, pastor park said something very humorous but very true that there are many believers who are in heaven who are immigrants i've never heard it like that before he said believers they have died they have gone to heaven he said but they are immigrants they keep them somewhere now that's shocking but it's true it's true because they are not yet soul wise they are not yet citizens even though where they want us to be citizens is not even this present one. But this present one is a template for the one to come. So a believer who is not exercising themselves in the teaching of Christ, for example, will not find themselves grafted in heavens. 
In John chapter 3, our Lord Jesus Christ said, I think verse 12, can you give it to me? John chapter 3, verse 12. He said, if I have told you earthly things, and ye believe not, how shall ye believe if I tell you heaven? Those are the two, you know, he said, you know, he was thanking the, the, his father, Lord of heaven and earth. Those are the two things. He has things of heaven. He has things of earth. So he said, I have told you earthly things, which is the first thing to tell. He said, if you don't believe, how shall I tell you heavenly things? Verse 13, the next verse. He said, and no man had ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the son of man, which is in heaven. He was standing before them and he said, he is in heaven. Because why? He has been written in heaven. So an heavenly man is not a man Who's spooky? An heavenly man is not a man, you understand, who is always thinking, you know, you know, if you know, I, I want to make heaven, you know, praise over food, heaven, you know, praise over clothes, heaven. He's always talking heaven. That's good, but that's not what it means to be an heavenly man. An heavenly man is a man who is able to live a kind of life that is of the heavens inside of God or a kind of life that is of the earth that is inside of Christ. The man who can and live that kind of life is the one who they will say is an heavenly man or is a earthly man. So the reason for teaching, for preaching is so that we will change lives. And it is in changing lives that the devil, particularly the high life that is in everlasting life, when we use it well, we become heavenly. And that is said in the, in the, in the morning rounding up that it is those kind of men the Lord really wants to harvest. Men who would do heaven and do heaven, having had heaven, everlasting life teaching, the doctrine of incorruption, living and abiding, they do it and do it and do it until the devil falls. Because the devil is a twisted heaven. Our enemy is an heaven. An heaven who should fall, but he won't fall until some people disobey him. He said they loved not their lives unto the dead. So really, really, what is what makes Satan stay up is his life in us. So it is life content. Satan's life is in every man. Being born again didn't remove it. We don't have it in our spirit, but we have it in our soul. And we love it. So the denying of it as everlasting life is being taught is a threat to the devil. And that's one thing that that is said in the afternoon. We're trusting God that the Lord will further stay us. That at the end of, you know, this year's, you know, School of the Spirit, Canada, we would have greater hunger, greater, you know, test, greater passion, greater sight for to, you know, you know, you know, you know, run in the direction of being heavenly. Let's say amen. Can we give thanks to God, you know, this evening in the name of Jesus? You know, can we give thanks to God? Can we ask the Lord that the Lord would, would strengthen us, who will come into greater resolve, greater, you know, greater passion, greater clarity, greater conviction, greater help for to be heavenly as Jesus is heavenly. That the Lord would show us mercy, mercy that we will be written in heaven. Indeed, we will be written. We will be written. We ask, oh Lord.